whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I started to lead with my heart, and, and that was the beginning of my story. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show. Super, super excited to have my next guest here. We have GT Dave, the founder and CEO of GT's Living Foods. So nice to have you here. How are you? I'm doing very well, Kara. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we were just catching up that I think we had met either at a founder made Megan Ashes. Uh, shout out to Megan and or somewhere probably Expo or I don't know, somewhere one of these places along the way. Really, really thrilled to have you on here to share your story a little bit more about just health and wellness and the category overall. I think I remember when when I first had the original GT kombucha and I was like, wait, how come people hadn't done this before? I mean, it's such a great product. And and I love the fact that you really 
took a category and and put it into the hands of lots of consumers. I mean, maybe people were making it right at home and and but you really brought it to the shelf. So 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 inspiring. So tell me a little bit about your backstory and what you I mean, how did this all come to be? Yeah, uh thank you. And first of all, I'm honored to be on. I'm a huge fan of yours as well and certainly your products. Thank you. So my story begins in Los Angeles. I'm a Los Angeles native, and I was raised by two very spiritual and holistic parents that raised me a vegetarian. And and in addition to being a vegetarian, exposed me to so many different types of unique foods, whether that's tofu, chia seeds, wheatgrass, noni, um, fresh-pressed juices, you name it, we did it. And my parents really raised me with this belief that food can be your medicine as well as your poison. And so in addition to being plant-based, they incorporate a lot of foods that really were designed to nourish and heal the body. And so kombucha came into my parents' household in the early 90s. And I remember it like it was yesterday when my father came home from work with a rubbery kind of pancake-looking thing known as a kombucha culture that was kind of swishing around in this plastic bag that he said, hey, I just discovered this thing called a kombucha. I believe it's called the Manchurian mushroom. And it's been consumed for a very long time in other parts of the world. And it originated in Manchuria, China. And those that consumed it lived well into their hundreds. And so he said, so I'm going to start making it tomorrow. And I was just a kid and my brothers were all very young as well. And so we all were very, you know, eyes wide open that what our father was sharing with us. And you know, initially we thought it was very weird. And so I kind of sat on the sidelines and observed my mother and my father starting to religiously make and drink this thing called kombucha. And within months, it slowly permeated our entire house with this kind of vinegar smell. Because if you know anything about kombucha, the more you drink, the more you need to ferment in order to create more of this special, the special batch that we call kombucha. And so Again, I thought it was very weird. And so I actually, I wasn't drinking it right away, but it wasn't until a few years later that my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, which of course really sh- shook the household. And after a few weeks of lots of back and forth with her doctors and then giving her a very bleak future of perhaps, you know, she wasn't going to live more than a couple of years at best to all of a sudden something unique was going on in her body and something unique had happened recently. And so they actually called hmm. my mother into the doctor's office and asked her very pointedly what she had been doing recently in the last couple of years, because although they believed she had had this breast cancer for about four years, that the tumor itself was mostly precancerous and had not spread to the lymph nodes. And so they were very curious. They wanted to know, and they asked her kind of point blank, are you consuming any Chinese herbs, Chinese medicines, anything out of the ordinary because your situation is miraculous. And that's when my mom, for the first time, shared that for the last couple of years, she had been consuming this pungent tasting tea called kombucha virtually every day and even multiple times a day, and it made her feel great. So it was the doctors that actually instructed her and said, you know, Mrs. Dave, whatever this fermented tea is, we recommend you continue to drink it because, again, your situation is miraculous. And that's really, to be honest, Kara, is when my journey began. Because not only did I feel that it helped my mom, but I felt that it could help others. And I was relatively young at the time. It was about 15 years old. And it almost gave me a sense of purpose. And I started to lead with my heart. And and, and that was the beginning of my story. So you were 15 when that happened. And yes. you were, so you're in high school, right? Yes. Did you think that you were going to go and become a beverage entrepreneur? Was it even in your vocabulary at this point? Or how did you think about it? 
it certainly was not in my vocabulary. Um, to be honest, I was actually in a unique place at the time when kombucha kind of came into my life. So I was, you know, um, in high school, I wasn't doing well in high school. I was being bullied because I wasn't out as a gay male, but I think people could tell. And back then, this is, you know, the mid nineties, being gay was not something that was cool. And so I faced a lot of, um, again, discrimination and a lot of bullying that started to show up in my grades. Like you could tell I was very unhappy and that dovetailing with a lot of the ditching of classes, I was honestly going nowhere fast. Hmm. And so how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works, and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, Term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including 
the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. I was reassessing my life and I was even um, starting to consider dropping out of high school and taking my GED, which is your high school equivalency. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mentioned that to my parents and surprisingly, they supported my dropping out of high school. And then after I dropped out, kombucha and my mother's story kind of came to be and I was like, all right, maybe this is my moment. And so I really didn't pursue kombucha because I thought it was a, a business opportunity or any opportunity to get rich or anything like that. It really was, in my mind, a way to find myself, find my purpose, make something out of my life and do something that I genuinely felt was making the world a better place. And that's and to this day, that still is really kind of my heartbeat. I love that. I talk all the time about you know, it's always easier to look back on challenging times and try and figure out why they were there, right? Right. Yeah. Like why it was placed in there. And I, I just find it really fun to actually connect dots. And one of the things I just launched a, a book in October and, and I talk about some of the challenges I've had in, with my life. And again, people would say to me, forget about things that have happened to you in the past, or, you know, if you fail, move on. And I, I've always been the person saying, actually, it's one thing to hold on to those things. It's another thing to learn from those things and try and connect dots along the way. And I think that just what you mentioned is just a beautiful uh, piece of, you know, knowing when your mom was sick and, and, eyes wide open to this and you trying to figure out who you are and own who you are and all of that. That's amazing. So did you, so the first product, so you decided to make the product you'd already been making it at home and where, yes. and where did you, where was like the first place? And, and this is 25 years ago, right? Is yeah. That so this, yeah, this is 1995. So to give you and the listeners some context, I mean, as you know, Whole Foods didn't exist in California. Right. Um, the health and wellness space was really limited to tofu, 
wheatgrass and maybe seitan, which is, as we know, like a yeah. wheat gluten. And there really wasn't anything else. Plant-based wasn't even a term. It was rather vegan or vegetarian. And even that was somewhat polarizing to a lot of people. And so to answer your question, I mean, I really did just start overnight. Like I, when I, once I set my mind that I was going to start to bottle my kombucha, I designed my label, I found my bottle, I started to brew, ferment, and then ship my hand-bottled um, raw kombucha to the local health food store, which at the time was and is still around, Air One here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, which is actually the health food store that my parents would take me to throughout my childhood. So it it was in many ways an honor to see my product on shelves at Air One, which I, I held in such a high regard and still do. And it really was going from one store to two stores to three stores because, you know, again, I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't pers- I wasn't really pursuing financial success or anything along those lines. I really just wanted to make a great product and make sure that every bottle that I made was perfect. And so that required a lot of uh, protectiveness of the first couple of years and almost doing everything myself. And so for the first two years, I made every batch out of my parents' kitchen. I would go to sleep at four in the afternoon. I'd get up at midnight. I would, you know, brew, ferment, bottle, and then deliver. And then for the first two years, it was virtually a handful of accounts, Air One, Co-Opportunity, a couple other natural food stores. And then at a certain point, I decided to get a commercial facility and start to make it, quote unquote, the right way. And that's when Whole Foods came to be. And then that was my first big break. That's awesome. And when did you venture out of LA, like with the with the product? You know, it was interesting is it was kind of uh, somewhat of a happy accident because when Whole Foods rang my phone back in, I want to say it was like 1998, maybe even 1999. They called me up and they said, hey, so um, you make this product called kombucha. Our customers are requesting it. So we want to send you some paperwork to fill out. We want to bring it in. And by the way, we need you to, to sign up with our distributor. And that was the first time that I even heard the word distributor, <laughs> because I was under the impression that if you make your own products, you deliver them. Mm-hmm. So I, of course, had this curiosity and all these questions, and I quickly learned that a distributor is a company that basically is in between the manufacturer and the retailer, and they deliver a bunch of products to a store like Whole Foods, and they bring everything, usually from like eggs to cereal to milk to you know dry goods to bottled water to whatever, and it really allows these retailers to have a one-stop shop. And mm-hmm. so when I eventually signed up with this distributor, which back then, the name of the company was called Stonecrest which was then acquired by Nature's Best, which was then acquired by Tree of Life. And then you know, I could go on and on. Um, but through Stonecrest is when I f- had my first exposure to out-of-state distribution. And it really was through Whole Foods because, as you know, through the Pacific, the Southwest, you're exposed to New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada, as well as California, that Whole Foods region. So once Whole Foods Southern Pacific picked me up, my products were little by little in out-of-state Whole Foods stores, and that's kind of where I got my out-of-state exposure. Interesting. And I, we've talked a bit about this on the podcast, but the thing that I noticed when we launched Hint, I, I was smart enough to know that I was launching a new company, thank God. But also what I realized pretty quickly was that I was launching a new category within the beverage industry, which is unsweetened flavored water. And as I always talk about to entrepreneurs and people who are not entrepreneurs that are just interested in learning more, that to launch a company is like climbing a mountain. To launch a category 
within an industry, in any industry, is like climbing Everest, right? Yes. And that's what you guys did. I mean, you you sat there, and I mentioned when did you go outside of LA, because I can only imagine how many people had no idea, right, oh, yeah. what kombucha was. I mean, right? Maybe in some of the health food stores, but there's a lot of people in the world that have never even entered a health food store, right? They don't have yeah. access to them. So how did exactly. you do that then? Like, how did you let people know kind of what this was and the benefits? Well, you're absolutely right. And I love what you just said, because first and foremost, I mean, being the first sounds sexy and sounds mm -hmm. great. And a lot of people, I think, get jealous of companies that are the first, but I think they don't really understand the shots, the discounts, the dismissiveness that can oh, come right. when you're the first. Because people, again, don't know this and they don't even know if they need it or want it. And yeah. so you do have that climbing Mount Everest analogy that you gave, which I love. And so to your point or to your question, when I started to expand my distribution into out of, into other stores, especially out of state, it was really the top of my mind about being concerned about if people were to experience this without any context, they may not know why this thing called kombucha tastes the way it does and what it's it, what it is it intended to do. Because in the beverage space, at least during the 90s, especially during the 90s, beverage was very recreational. Mm -hmm. And even the term functional didn't really exist. So if something didn't taste good, people didn't really understand it. And especially when, when something was fermented, I mean, back then, fermentation was typically something that was associated when something went bad. Yeah. So I had that kind of um, ignorance, if you will, to overcome. So the way I kind of overcame it is I, I was, was so vigilant about in-store demos. I and I would fly around these different states and these different cities, and I would spend weeks or weekends there, and I would just park myself in the, you know, the Whole Foods and um, Tempe, Arizona, or Paradise Valley, or wherever, and I would spend the entire day there just sampling. And through that, I was able to establish education, establish awareness, and then little by little, almost establish like a fan club that wasn't a fan of mine because my package was cute, or my name was catchy, or anything like that, I established this kind of, um, you know, community of brand lovers because they genuinely connected with the kombucha on their own and slowly became evangelists for it. And that's really has been the secret of my success is, is this positive word of mouth that I didn't buy, I almost earned. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Yeah, one of, one of the stories that I talk about in my book is when a Coke executive that I had been connected to had... Uh, uh, you know, and I thought he was going to wave his magic wand and, you know, d give me distribution and tell me how to make my product and do all this stuff. And then he he uh, said to me, sweetie, Americans love sweet. This product isn't going anywhere. And it was, uh, you know, it's a whole whole story uh, that I that has stayed with me for for many, many years. But it's fascinating because I also talk about uh that, that I obviously doubted whether or not this could happen. But him saying this to me, I doubted it a little bit more, but I kept thinking back to all of these consumers who were writing to me and who were seeing me sampling in Whole Foods and saying, oh my gosh, I love this. You're helping me drink water. I love water, but yeah. I, I know I should drink it, but it just didn't taste that great. And so the consumer connection is really ultimately what allowed me to keep going and keep yeah. creating great products. And I can hear it in, in what you're saying as well. I mean, I'm sure you, and I know you have many consumers who for years have been saying that to you. 
Yeah, it's true. And I love what you just shared because early on, I sat down with a major, major broker, right? Who was supposed to be, had like the Midas touch, like everything he touched turned to gold. Mm -hmm. And you almost had to listen to every piece of advice he gave. Otherwise you would fail. Mm -hmm. And within our first sit down, as he was, you know, he, he just brought in my product line um, to represent. And he said, Hey, um, I just want to give you some advice. He said, so you are, you should probably add some sugar to your product because it's way too sour. And he said those, and those like gross floaty things in it, I would find a way to get rid of them. <laughs> and, you know, I looked at him and I was waiting for him to say, just kidding, because I, I was like, there's, <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no way that you're telling me to basically completely change my product for what it's supposed to be. And so I just smiled and he never said, just kidding. And I said, thank you. I, I appreciate that advice, but I want to let you know that there's countless sugary, clear beverages out there. And I don't think the world needs another one. So with all due respect, I'm going to stay on my path. And thank you for the advice. I love and it. And that was it. And just like you said, is it initially it challenged me because I, I as, as confident as that statement sounded, when I left that meeting, I was like, all right, but he, he is kind of a big deal and he is supposed to know it all. And did I just completely you know, become deaf to probably the wisest words that I've, I've been exposed to. And then I thought, you know what? I got to follow my heart. I've been making this because it helped my mom and I'm making it the exact same way that my parents made it. And it helped her and it could help others. And that's my North Star, no matter what. And even if I only sell a handful of these, I'm still going to be happy that I'm making something that really can improve people's lives and not loaded with sugar and not highly processed. Yeah. And you will always meet people along the way that are going to doubt. And especially if you're starting a new category, they'll never own the fact that they don't get it and they don't yeah. see the vision. But, you know, it's some, I've had so many people from different industries on my podcast talk about this. And, and you know, when you actually have a vision for something and you're a small percentage of the population, then, you know, Steve Jobs talked about this all the time, that it's just, yeah. it's something that, you know, people were like, who needs a computer that looks, you know, nice and is smaller, and now we can't live without it. So I think that that is a such a huge thing. So you talk a lot about food can be your medicine. I'd love to hear a little bit more. I mean, obviously, you talked about it with, with your mom. How do you think over the last 25 years, what do you think is are some of the key things that consumers are thinking um, about that. And definitely we've got big stores like Whole Foods and, you know, healthier yeah. and better for you. But I'd love to kind of hear where I feel like the consumer has come a long way in yeah. the last 25 years. They've got a little more ways to go. And I think there's yeah. definitely healthy perception things out there versus healthy reality. But I'd love to get your take on that. Absolutely. So my philosophy on that is that you know, food really is the greatest form of medicine. And what that means is you really should nourish, heal, repair, fuel your body with food, not a drug, not again, a, a medicine that comes from a lab, and not even things that have taken what food has and manipulated in a way where they've isolated certain nutrients or certain vitamins. You know, I, I do take supplements myself, but I do believe that supplements are intended to supplement your diet but not be your primary source of nutrition. And so what I've learned early on, as I said earlier, being raised a vegetarian, I was definitely raised with the philosophy that not only the quality of the food that you eat, 
plays a huge role in your health, but also the energy of the food, which is why my parents raised me plant-based because there was a lot of philosophies there that really the energy that goes into your food can really dictate how you feel from, from an energetic standpoint, from a vitality standpoint, even from a mood standpoint. And then I'll go further from that is that it's really important to look to your food and make sure that truly is provide that it is that it's truly going to support the performance of your body and so what that means is not just um living to eat but it's really eating to live and so making sure that every choice every food choice that you make you're really looking at it as how is this going to nourish me how is this going to fuel my body how is this going to make me stronger how is this going to encourage vitality and so in my opinion the simplest way of doing that is eating colorful foods, as we say, eating and drinking the rainbow and looking for foods that have nutrients in them, even nutrients beyond what we are understanding these days of your more traditional vitamins and nutrients and macro um, nutrients of like the proteins, the fats, the carbohydrates and so forth. It's really understanding what else is there that will work with my body on a cellular, cellular level to allow me to the, be the best that I can be. And so an example of that is, of course, fermented foods. Mm-hmm. right? You take beautiful fresh fruits or vegetables or other plant ingredients and you ferment them. And through that, you're allowing nature to be the scientist. You're allowing nature to be this artist that's creating these foods that are now rich with other aspects that didn't originally exist in them, whether it's probiotics, organic acids, and so forth. What you also have is adaptogens, which I'm a big fan of medicinal mushrooms because I believe that they have polysaccharides and other nutrients in them that do wonders for your body, especially in this modern day age, where whether we know it or not, we're being exposed to so many free radicals and oxidative stress, whether it's the Wi-Fi, EMFs, cell signals, pesticides, you know, spraying in the environment, I could go on and on. And so that's why I think what we need to constantly remind ourselves and something that I'm very proud to continue to further this message is that Science and technology belong in our computers and our iPhones and our other devices. They don't really belong in our food. Mm -hmm. Our food really should be super simple and eat super close to the ground and eat things that you can recognize its original source. And so, again, if you kind of follow that philosophy, you truly can make sure that food is your medicine and that you will, you know, live long and thrive, as they say. What outside of mushrooms, do you have a favorite food that is like your go-to every day? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I I like to eat seasonally, to be honest. So like right Mm -hmm. now I'm obsessed with persimmons. I love the fruit persimmon, the fuyu persimmon. I do too. Because they're so great. They're like lightly sweet. They're super crunchy, very crisp. They have almost like a pumpkin quality to them. And because I'm a Scorpio, my birthday's around Halloween. So I, I seem to gravitate to things that look like or taste like pumpkin. Um, so I love persimmons. I love yams, which are also orange and very rich with certain nutrients. You know, I'm a big believer, of course, getting your greens. So nothing exciting, but eating kale and spinach and arugula and things of that nature are wonderful. You know, I, I love to ferment, right? So I think whether it's fermenting coconut meat, fermenting coconut water, fermenting um, vegetables, you know, water kefir, which is a product that we just made recently or just launched recently. I don't want to, you know, all this to be a, a, sell, a gratuitous plug, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things out there, but at the end of the day, if you can make sure that they're fresh, that they're unprocessed or have minimal processing to them, that, that is, again, is I think one of the essential kind of rules to follow. 
what do you think are some of the greatest challenges that you see off of coming off of the pandemic for businesses or just in general? I mean, what what yeah. are what are you kind of seeing for twenty twenty one? Well, you know, it's been interesting, Kara, is that this year has been riddled with divisiveness and angst and misinformation and even anger. And so it's been really hard personally, as well as professionally, to exist in this unique climate that we're in, because I almost feel that no good deed goes unpunished, right? Mm -hmm. The world is so fragmented that, you know, you say something, and even though it may come from love or may it come from a good place, there's these you know, these hecklers or these trolls out there that will come out of nowhere and just start throwing rocks at you. And you're like, wait, I'm just, I'm just trying to do something nice. Yeah. I'm just haters going to hate. Yeah. So, haters are going right. to hate. And it's, it's such an interesting environment to be in. Um, and I, I must say it, it, it does create some challenges. Um, and so that has been, you know, big chunk of 2020. And of course with COVID with this invisible enemy right this uncertainty this uh, the ups and the downs like i remember when the shutdown first happened like i'm sure you do which is like oh this will be gone in a month yeah no it'll be gone in two months no it'll be gone in six months oh it's still here it might be here sorry my lights went off um it might be here for the next year and so you know the the part that i'm most sensitive to is you know i I like to i like to believe i'm an empath and I'm, i'm really empathetic to a lot of people right now and even going into the new year mean, poor people that haven't been able to leave their homes, some of them don't have jobs. Many of them don't have jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's, that there's, you know, the economy is going to almost certainly change, and I'm just, I'm just scared and and very sad and compassionate for the people that are going through that, including, you know, people that work for me. I mean, we employ hundreds of people, and they're part of our family, and so we need to protect them from their health standpoint, but also make sure that we can provide a livelihood. But even as a brand, as I'm sure you know, it's difficult to be in business during this this time because the supply chain model has completely flipped on its head. The way you market or go or go to market has completely changed. So, you know, the name of the game is really agility and mm-hmm. just to be very flexible and just kind of roll with the, the punches and also to be rooted in gratitude. Because I, I believe when you count your blessings, the world as dark as it can be, you can still find the light. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I think also health. For for me, when I look at 2020, I think health has there are a few industries that have definitely been raised in terms of importance in the consumer's eyes. And, yes. and you know, definitely connection. I mean, people there was a small percentage of the population that knew what Zoom was, right? And yeah. the video, <laughs> right? And then and now I would I would venture to guess over 90% of the US population and and the rest of the world, I don't know, I can't guess on that estimate, but the US population 90% knows how to connect to Zoom. Yeah, on their phone exactly. or whatever. They know, they didn't, right? In March, nobody knew how to do that. Today they do health i think started off in in march as being people were joking about drinking a lot and you know oreos and cheetos and getting too fat and then all of a sudden you know the state government said okay shelter in place but you can go outside and exercise and yeah. that and, and then all of a sudden people were like okay well now i'm exercising and i'm going to be you know i got to eat better cuz i don't want to get this virus and so 
I don't think that's going away. I don't think even if, even with a vaccine tomorrow and you know everything opening up, I think people are now believing that they've got to think seriously. They got to take care of about, themselves. Yeah. They have to, right? Yeah. And and no matter how many times you said that message and I said that message to people, they there were there was a percentage of the population that just couldn't hear. Yeah. Right? It didn't happen to them. But I think right. this year, I think the majority of people, they realized, why did their neighbor get sick or die, right? Yeah. And they didn't. I mean, yeah. that happened pretty much to everyone I know. And yeah. they can't explain it, right? And so I think that the empathy, the all of that too, but I also believe that, you know, 2021 is, is really going to be also a time for, you know, new creations to come yeah. about too in all and industries. Yeah, and positive change. And I, I love what you said, and I'll add to it, is that, in my opinion, I think the face of health has changed. Because if you really think about pre-pandemic health, it really was, and I'm not here to judge, but it really mm -hmm. was this somewhat narcissistic play mm -hmm. of like, oh, I eat healthy because it's trendy, or I eat healthy because it makes me look great, and my Instagram you know, grid looks better, or I, you yeah. know, I look better on camera. But I think what we're learning with COVID is being healthy doesn't just mean that you look good. It also means that not only you feel good, but you're stronger and, and have a greater sense of vitality. And so, you know, what we're, and we're actually launching a campaign at the beginning of this coming year called Health Starts Inside. So it's really slightly modifying this conversation because a lot it. of times at the beginning of the year, people join gyms and they think, oh, I got to get that six pack and all of that. And yes, that's important, but you also have to start with proper nutrition and, and even just a, a, a balanced lifestyle. So mm -hmm. you have to eat right, you have to sleep right, you have to exercise right, you have to take care of your brain, right? Because I think that's the next kind of wave of awareness is that as we continue to get bombarded with all our devices and the beeping and the buzzing and all this stuff and the emails 24-7, we need to take care of our mental health. And I think even during the pandemic, when we're being emotionally challenged and mentally challenged that we can't see our loved ones and, and connect with our loved ones. And we are social creatures that we need to remember that that takes a toll on, on your mind and you need to find ways to heal your mind, whether it's meditation, whether it's even proper food, you know, all of that. And so I think it's very exciting because so I think it's, it, it's really expanding health into being more just this quasi superficial thing. It really is. No, this is, it's essential to life. I love it. Super, super, super important and absolutely agree. So What's next for for the company as a whole? You you mentioned uh, kefir water coming yep. and the new yep. campaign. Yep. So have you thought about food and and do, going deeper into that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we re re renamed the company GT's Living Foods in 2017, and that was really my moment to kind of confirm and commit to myself as well as my company of who we are and who we are not. And so, you know, as we're going to continue down our path of, of continuing to create these beautiful, healthy offerings that are, are all rooted in nature, rooted in health, curated and, and cultivated with, again, honoring Mother Nature as the world's greatest healer. And so whether it's our kombucha, our water kefir, our uh, medicinal mushroom teas, our wellness shots, our probiotic yogurts, all of these things are really intended to say, hey, being healthy doesn't mean you have to go out of your way and to consume this thing. It really can be part of your everyday life. You can replace certain things with healthy products that you know, hopefully taste as good, if not better than what you had, and will be 
a hundred times healthier for you. And so with the health starts inside conversation that I mentioned a minute ago, it really is bringing people's attention back to their stomachs, that our stomachs really are the center of our healthy universe, if you will, because that's where the nutrients happen. That's where you fight disease. All of it starts in the stomach. And so actually what we decided to do is do this campaign that we'll launch at the beginning of the year of photographing all these different stomachs that are not models. They're actually regular people. Many of them are part of the GT's family. And so they are all these different sizes, all these different colors and all these different ages to say, listen, we all have guts and you all have to love your guts and you all have to fuel your guts because if you fuel your guts, you fuel your vitality, your immunity, your longevity. And so we really want to spearhead and support that conversation because during a time where you may not be able to go to the gym, you may not be able to go outside if it's too cold or it's snowing or whatever. There's still ways to stay healthy. I love it. That's awesome. And you guys are still private, right? We are still private, believe you it or not. Still and we're still private. Pr- we're proudly private. Yeah, that's awesome. I it's uh you you give you give a lot of us hope. So the, the <laughs> private ones out there, that's I love it. So great. So where can people find you and also just the the company? I mean, you mentioned Air One and yes. some of the others uh, online at, as well. And where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find all our products in the refrigerated beverage section um, and your local grocery store, natural food store, even Trader Joe's, Walmart, Target, believe it or not. Um, and you can find us online at gtslivingfoods.com. And you can even order direct. We sell our products direct in certain parts of the country. Um, our in, uh, social media handle is GT's Kombucha. And then my social media handle is GTDave3. And so I'm primarily on Instagram, but I'm also on TikTok and some of this other fun stuff. And yeah, we just love to engage with our community and make ourselves available for anything that anybody needs. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming. And if you guys liked this episode, definitely give it five stars and subscribe and all that stuff. And we're super excited to see you here every Monday and Wednesday. So goodbye, everybody. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.